Welcome back to Duskwall. Thank you for listening. And if you're celebrating Christmas, we hope that it's a good one. Or at least one you can make it through with a minimum of stress. We have a special holiday treat for our Patreon backers. Another bonus episode from the audio we recorded before the series began. It's a solo adventure with Blair. So if you're backing us, go check it out. And if you're not backing us on Patreon, this is a great time to start. We're so close to hitting our next goal, less than $10 away. So please consider backing us so that we can do even more awesome things and make the show even better. We also have another transcript available. Tyler was kind enough to donate a transcript for Season 1, Episode 2. Again, they were incredibly generous to do this for us, and next year I hope to have them, along with some others, help us get transcripts for all our episodes. My dream is to have same-day releases of new episodes and transcripts. Another good reason to back us on Patreon. All three of our Blades in the Dark episodes of Character Creation Cast are posted. Josie, Minna, and I had a blast building our characters and talking about the game. Go give it a listen if you haven't already. This is our final episode of 2018, and while I say it pretty much every episode, I want to, again, thank all of you for listening to and supporting the show. The past 10 months or so have exceeded my wildest expectations for what this podcast would be. Creating this show has been an amazing experience, and we have so much more planned for the future. So thank you all for being a part of this as we head into 2019. Next, let me tell you about this month's featured charity. Howard Brown Health is a Chicago-based organization that focuses on health care for queer people. They do research and education, as well as provide direct health services to the community, including primary care, mental health care, and HIV-AIDS care, all available on a sliding scale for low-income or uninsured patients. They have several clinics throughout Chicago, as well as a youth center and three resale shops whose proceeds support the group's mission. If you have a few dollars to spare, consider donating, either to Howard Brown or to a local queer-supporting charity in your area. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We are going to start with Myra. Yes. Who is out... Uh, in the city somewhere on her own for some reason. What are you, what are you doing that is oh. taking you out into Duskwall on some errand? Maybe I'm going to see, was planning to see Jaren or something. Okay. Because I know I don't take people to see him. You hear footsteps running towards you from behind. Definitely going to push my back against a wall and get my knives out. Okay, so... You you kind of spin into an alley, back against a wall, draw your knives, and look to see a very now startled-looking and out-of-breath young woman who you quickly recognize as Una, Finn's, one of Finn's younger sisters. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. Who, who, like, is kind of skidded to a stop a couple feet away from you and is just kind of, like, uh, looking from your face to the knives and back. Myra slowly lowers the knives. Una, I'm sorry, I didn't expect to see you. It's, it's okay, I, I, pr- I probably should have said something. Um, I, I've, I've been looking around for you. Um, you weren't at any of the places Finn had said to look for. Um, 
can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, of course. Uh, let's go somewhere a little bit off the street. How about... Okay. I think they'd duck into a cafe or something. Yeah, she, she even, like, you're, now that you, you, you've kind of calmed down from that initial scare and are, are looking at her, you can tell, like, her being nervous was not just because you pulled knives. She seems very on edge um, and keeps, like, glancing out uh, the, the window towards the street. And, and she says, it's kind of about, about Finn. Um, the, there's been this, some, some blue coats. A couple squads of them have been um, coming around, asking questions, um, asking for money, and they say that if if we don't cooperate, you know, they they talk about having connections in Ironhook, and that wouldn't it be terrible if something happened in there? And we've tried not to give them too much information. You know, you you all are Finn's friends, and I mean, it's not like she really told us much anyway um but we're we're kind of running out of money and and stev stood up to him last time they came by and they dragged him into a holding cell for the night and you know he was beat half to death when he came back we just don't know what to do (sighs) okay i'm not we're not gonna let this happen um you might have to give me a little bit to rally the gang and I guess, come up with some ideas. Are there good places to meet you? Um, I mean, you can come by our, our shop in the docks. You're okay with that? Yeah, I mean, it's not like they don't know. I'm truly sorry that any of this is happening to you. She just kind of shrugs. We just don't want anything to happen to her, you know? Anything else? I know, neither do I. Okay, um... I, I should I should get back home. Okay. We'll Thanks. come by when we can. Soon. Okay. Thanks. Wait, Una. Yeah? I do have a coin and it's I'm gonna slip it into Una's hand. You don't no, no, no. You don't have to. We're we're fine. It is the least I can do. She's like trying to give you the, the coin purse back. This is our fault. And Finn would have been doing it for you if she were out. It's it's a loan. We'll pay you back. Sure. So she, yeah, she like slips the coin purse under under her coat, and again, like checks the street uh, before she she heads out and kind of darts off and disappears into the crowd. What do you want to do with this information? I'm gonna put off seeing Jaren and go back to the nest. All right. What are Minx and Blair up to? I'm up to the usual. Weird, creepy shit in your room. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm fussing over Kevin because now I'm just sort of into the whole dressing up Kevin thing. And <laughs> oh my god, Kevin she's embraced it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Minx is, has Kevin in front of a mirror and is switching between two hats on Kevin as though Kevin could have an opinion on them. <laughs> oh, hello, Myra. You're back early. Yeah, I ran into something unexpected. I decided not to meet with my friend after all. What happened? Finn's sister caught up to me in the street, and it seems like the family is having problems with the bluecoats. What, what manner of issue? Uh, they've been receiving threats about what happened to Finn and Ironhook. Uh, bluecoats asking for money, asking for information. They don't have a lot to give them. That no, Now that is beyond despicable. They already have her in prison, 
And they seek to use extortion? What? Well, we're going to do something about this, correct? I told them we're going to make sure this doesn't happen to them anymore as best we can. I didn't put in quite that strong of language because I don't know what we can promise them, but Mm -hmm. it's not something that I'm willing to let happen. Uh, Same feelings here, although to be frank, a simple show of force might be enough. I think we're going to have to be a little bit more creative than a show of force. It's a couple squads of bluecoats against three of us, four if we get needle in on it. A couple squads. The doors to Blair's room open. I heard the word creative. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. Blair, come come talk to us. Okay. There's some uh, weird noises coming from her room, but they stop as soon as she shuts the door. We're just kind of pretend we heard nothing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's, that's a, a key to survival in the nest with Blair. <laughs> so Blair gets filled in on the situation. So, something creative. Do you think they would consider relocating, going into hiding for a little while? The thing is, they, they're running out of money as it is. Their business and livelihood is there on the docks. I know. I, I knew it was kind of a stretch. I just thought I'd put it out there. It occurs to me that better long-term solution would be not to put another magpie in the blue coat's hands, but take one out of them. You're proposing a jailbreak. Out of Iron Hook. I don't want Finn to serve her full sentence. We have met somebody with clearly impressive breaking and entering skills. Maybe the timing isn't perfect, but I don't think the timing's going to be great for a while. I'm just saying that it's an option. I don't know if it's our best option, but it's an option. Well, it seems like the fastest solution, doesn't it? Get her out of jail to leave her family alone. It is a big gamble, so I just want to keep that in mind, but I would love to, if we can. Why don't we talk to Needle and see what she thinks? Starwipe, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly think it's uh, it's uh, an impressive way of going about it. Um, I particularly would be interested in joining in. If you need an extra set of hands. We do. You're interested in joining in. Extremely interested. Is it the thrill? We could say it's a little bit of the thrill, a little bit of the... Well, a job like this would have a lot of clout, as you say. (laughs) Could be impressive. Not to mention the personal interest in our crew. Working with Blair again would always be fun. Um, well... (laughs) Okay, yes, I agree, but also, we're doing this to help our friend, so... Oh, and of course, helping your friend out of prison would be awesome. Yeah, um, so it's really important that we stay focused for this I one. can, I, I can stay focused. Can you stay focused? Mm-hmm. And Blair, uh, <laughs> st- uh nods her head a little too vigorously. <laughs> well, then I am definitely in. Well, then we have the crew. Now it's a matter of the plan because Iron Hook is not, it is not as simple as simply acquiring a key. Well, of course not. But there's also public records we could look through. Same situation as our last little rendezvous together. Mm-hmm. And I will say, just in general, if you have been 
doing crime for long enough in the city, you've done at least a little time in Ironhook. Manx and Myra, you've probably both been in there at least once or twice, not for terribly long sentences, but like in your youth. Except for the one time I sent Bazo instead of me. Right. And the reason he holds such a grudge is because he got put away for like a year. It's it's pretty normal in the the criminal underground for it's like, oh, where's so-and-so? Uh, he's, you know, doing a couple months in Ironhook. Okay. And then you just kind of, you know, wait for that person to come back. Mm-hmm. Being gone for a year is significant. People are not going to sort of wait on you. So Bazo had the reason that he kind of holds that grudge. One of many reasons, but one of the uh-huh. reasons is because he lost a lot. Uh, Manx, Myra, you... Your knowledge is, you know, one, you were both younger, and you both probably got picked up for, like, a petty theft. Yeah. So you were not held in, like, any of the high security areas. You both know that, like, Iron Hook is, is not to be trifled with. Like, the, the security is what you would expect for a prison in, in this city. It's terrifying. Well, we could try and leverage some contacts from elsewhere in the city. We may need to call in quite a few. <laughs> Who do you want to go see first? Uh, your, your city clerk? Yeah, let's see Petra first. Okay, so t- tell me about Petra. Who, who is this person? Where do they work? How do you know them? <laughs> so Petra is a city clerk. I figure she's pretty mousy looking. Uh, like standard what you would expect from like a clerk or a secretary. Mm-hmm. She's got glasses. Glasses, really thick glasses, hair tied back in a super tight bun. I met her initially through my family, and then once I got kicked out, I kept her as sort of like someone that I talked to, uh, because it's nice having people to talk to that aren't directly involved with my family. And uh, da, 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 where would she work? Where would it be useful for her to work? <laughs> a city clerk for the city recorder. She would be able to have info on, like, who did the locks for Iron Hook? And oh, okay. Uh, information on like invoices that were used. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's basically <laughs> you two are going to be going back to the the Hall of Records. So we won't be breaking in this time. Yeah, Hopefully. this time yeah. you're going to be going in normally through the front door. It's just kind of weird. Oh, you get used to it. What going through? I'm used to going through doors. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about it's it's weird because we broke last in last time, time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Last, last time we broke it. You you two like as you're walking there, walk past the wall that you climbed up, and there's like a fresh kind of like spackle over <laughs> where you two like were crawling up the wall with hooked things. <laughs> Give me some kind of roll, and we'll we'll see uh, what you are able to get out of Petra. Do you want to do a group action? Yeah, let's do a group action for this one. Okay, six. Four. Okay. Uh, It will be a six. So uh, you get exceptional details. Nice. I think you you make your way through the the kind of maze-like warren that is the the offices deep in the Hall of Records where... You know, all, all of the, the clerks and uh, lawyers and associates and, and such work. And you make your way back to Petra's office. You, you ease open the door to her office and poke inside. 
There's a lot of stuff in her office, but it is all very neatly organized. Like there's papers on the desk, but they're all in very neat piles. The bookshelves are all like very nice and neatly organized. And she is uh, sitting at her desk. She's got a book open and uh, is, is sort of looking back and forth between this book and, and something that she's filling out. And when the, the door opens, she just kind of glances up and then does a double take. And is like, oh, Devin. Hi. Oh, hello. It's been. been a hot minute. How long has it been? Two years, probably. Oh, how has it been that long? I need to get out of this office more. Oh, come in. Come in. All right. Uh, Petra, this is my good friend Blair. Uh, Blair, Hi. this is Petra. Oh, uh, hello. And she, like, puts her, her pen into the stand, puts a bookmark in the book and closes it, and then stands up and, and reaches across the desk to, to shake your hand. Yeah, shake it. Yeah, please, please, um, sit. Um, oh, this is such a pleasant surprise. Um, what can I do for you? I actually have a few questions about, uh, Ironhook. The sort of cheerful demeanor kind of, it doesn't entirely disappear, but uh-huh. it fades considerably. Yeah. It's like, why do you need to know about Ironhook? Oh, you know, I like researching things for Locke. Uh, particularly about, uh, you know, the locks that they used? Yes. The folks who were contracted for it? Because uh, my folks are planning on redoing their their locks on the on the estate here in Duskwall. Understanding just blooms on her face and all of the suspicion just vanishes and she's like, oh, and your family wants to have the best. Absolutely. Of course. The of very course. Best. Oh, um, give me just a moment. And she stands up and, and goes over to the bookshelf and pulls down uh, a book. What information is helpful? For you to have here. Locksmith type of lock. Okay, so um, I don't know enough about locks to talk about it intelligently. Yeah. So she gives <laughs> you information about the type of locks. Yeah. Um, with like very deep, she writes out notes for you on like model numbers. <laughs> the locksmith uh, who did this is um, Ashlyn Helker. And Needle, you probably recognize that name she is one of the best if not the best locksmiths in the city okay do the locks and iron hook have any unusual protections like are they do they throw sparks or anything like that don't think so at least for majority of the locks because you have there's so many people in there moving throughout the space that like you don't want to be poisoning or electrocuting your guards mm-hmm. if they use the wrong key on their key ring. Okay. Yeah. Any other follow-up questions? I might be all set if you are, man. I am all set, too. Okay. Once uh, you're, you're kind of satisfied with the information, she she walks you out um, and, and, you know, tells Needle, you know, don't be a stranger. Oh, of course not. Says it was so nice to meet Blair and then, you know, Kind of ushers the two of you out. Thanks. You're a real treasure. Thank you. She was really nice. Yeah, she's great. There's a reason I kept her around. Yeah. She's friendly and gullible. Yeah. Yeah, don't you feel bad (laughs) about... Lion? I don't know. Do you feel bad? Used to. Don't anymore. 
Wow. You kind of get used to it after you lie a lot. kind of wish that for me. You just gotta practice. Like, tell me a lie. Right now. Uh. Like, what's your favorite color? Blue? Is that really your favorite color? No. I give her a look. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Okay, what's really your favorite color then? Red. Good. See? First little lie. You start with the little ones and then you build up to the big ones. <sighs> okay. So I, th- I think we'll cut over to um, Minx. I think actually we are like taking a stroll towards a normal hangout spot, which is a sort of quirky, but also not like well-kept cafe somewhere. Because okay. for some reason, I'm kind of imagining Harker as like also someone who appreciates the finer things in life, but is, I don't know, a little bit more of a slime ball about it. And is and is not nearly as as good at, on the escape. Like he's kind of a Dickensian king of beggars sort of de- sort of oh, deal. Oh, uh, what's his yeah. name? What's the like the artful dodger or whatever? No, uh, Mr. No. Fagan. Yeah, Fagan. That's it. Yeah, was this somebody like? Is he old enough that you like started off working for him? Oh. A long time ago, potentially. You don't have to go that way, I'm just thinking. Maybe. I don't know, that would be interesting. Just yeah. add to my backstory right now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Spur of the moment, let's yeah. do it. Okay, so yeah, so he's probably like late 40s, well, early 50s. I mean, 50s. if I worked for him for a little bit, that probably meant the three of us worked for him for a yes. little bit. Yes, yeah. And, I, and mm-hmm. I, I think that like, he's not possessive it's it's very it was a very different experience than like myra had with salia where salia mm-hmm. was like you are mine he harker was just sort of like yeah i'm gonna help you out and if i'm helping you out you need to do some work for me but if you want to go your own way that's fine you do your own thing free spirit so yeah so the two of you are, are strolling along catching up Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's that's so good to hear that that Nerex is is doing well. I always I always like that girl. Indeed, although I suspect our interests or some interests in her are somewhat different. Oh yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I I suppose uh, we've gotten pleasantries out of the way. Uh, I should ask why you bothered seeking me out after all this time. You you don't believe I can. Seek someone out merely to catch up. He just kind of like shoots you a sideways look and arches an eyebrow. Yes, yes. Well, okay. Down to business then. You are very familiar with the interior of a certain lovely establishment in our town. And I was wondering if there was any interesting information that might assist a day trip inside. Uh, go ahead and make your roll. Yeah. Uh, not, not good. I, I, I got a three. Uh, three. I got okay. double threes. Harker is able to tell you about, uh, like, the, the entrance and sort of prisoner processing and the low security areas. Uh-huh. All of which is stuff that you have experienced. Right. So it's not a ton of new information. Like, he kind of helped, like, refreshes some stuff that you had sort of forgotten of, like, oh, yeah, right, there's that guard post... You know, between processing and uniforms doesn't really provide you with a ton of new info because, like, 
when he, you know, he gets picked up for theft on a regular basis and pays his way out on a regular basis. So, like, uh-huh. they don't bother locking him up in the higher security <laughs> areas. They're just like, oh, hey, Hark, are you back for another stay? All right, we got your usual bunk ready for you. Put it in a revolving door. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you some info, but not... Not a ton. I see. Although I suppose it is a very good thing that you do not know the details of certain deeper recesses. Yeah, yeah. No, I would not want to. I, I, I do not bother with anything that would land me in those areas. And I, I have to say, I'm a little concerned that that you are. Uh, well, I myself am not, but I stand by some friends who are sometimes. Uh, huh. Oh, that's very noble of you. He, like, pats <laughs> your shoulder approvingly. <laughs> Dr- drinks are on me, by the way. Thank you for helping a few months ago. Ah, it's nothing. They, you know, it's formality mostly, but I will accept the drinks. And he, like, kind of slings <laughs> an arm around your shoulder and then steers you off towards whatever tavern. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so so we have a fun a fun evening, but yeah, I don't really yeah, get anything. Yeah, yeah, catching up. <laughs> yeah, so so you know we we see Minx and Harker heading into uh, the the tavern, and then we'll swing over to Myra. Yes, so I'm gonna go talk to Master August or August, the Master Architect. Okay, and where where do we think oh, August? He probably has like offices in one of the nice areas. Charter Hall, maybe? Or possibly Brightstone. I can yeah, see if they're a master either Charter architect. Hall or Brightstone. Let's say Brightstone, just to mix it up a little. And how how do you know this person? I feel like this is a contact from the Salia days. Yeah. But Jeez. like, he... I think she did a lot of, like, the nerdy research junk. Yeah. She built up enough of a relationship with him that she was able to talk to him sometimes on her own afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I think you head to his offices, um, probably have to wait a little bit. I think he, he's probably, you know, in a meeting with, with someone. Eventually, door opens and a, a pair of um, women who you're assuming are, are probably nobility based on the, the clothes and the jewelry kind of sweep out, don't even look at you. And then his secretary, like, you know, steps inside and relays that you're here and august uh steps i was like ah oh, myra I wasn't expecting to see you here uh what can i do for you and he kind of like you know steps to the side and, and gestures for you to come into the office well i just had a few questions i wanted to run by you pick your brain a bit about architecture hmm. of course uh he sits down at the desk and gestures for you to, to sit across from him. Uh, and I think, go ahead and make uh, your role here. We'll see what he is sort. willing to tell you. Everybody's so consorty today. So much friendship. That's a five? Five. Okay, so a standard amount of information. So, yeah, you can, you know, ask your specifically what you're looking for. I wanted to pick your brains about buildings built in the old Scovlin style, particularly hmm. the fortified ones. He kind of raises a, his eyebrows and he's like, there's not terribly many buildings in that style around here. And he, he, he kind of regards you for a, a, a long few moments and is like, all right, I, uh, 
I'm going to assume that I'm better off not knowing the details of why you're asking such particular questions. He is able to tell you there's not a ton of weak points <laughs> in, in these sort of buildings. It's on the water. Is it? Looks like it's on the water. What if it has one of those, like, great thingies for, like... Iron hook. It is on wa- It is on the river. Yeah, you're right. You know the, the like, classic, there's a grate in the water? Yeah. That maybe, I... like, a waste. It's like a waste thing or something, like, feeding out into the water. Yeah, yeah, you're, you are 100% right. For some reason, I thought it was more inland. It is on the Dosk River. Yes, he would tell you that probably the, the weakest point would be the, uh, you know, going in through, like, the, the sewers, the drainage system. But it, it is still, like, they anticipate people trying to come in through the sewer, so it's not like it's just going to be an open grate you can pop off. It's still going to be, like, locked down. It's just not... They didn't spend as much money on the sewer locks as they did on the front door. You know, he answers your questions, and then kind of as you're wrapping up, he, he stands up, you know, to shake your hand across the desk, and... Like, you shake hands, and then he does the thing where he just kind of, like, holds on to your hand and, and meets your eyes and is like, I do expect that you will repay this kindness at some point. Of course. I never expect anything for free from you. Smart girl. And he lets you go and walks you to the door. So we, we sort of move out of Brightstone to uh, where in the city is... The, the locksmith friend that, that Needle has. Frake is the locksmith that we're going to be meeting with who lives in Silkshore. He's a contact I made after I got kicked out. All right. Tell me about where, where does Frake work? What, what kind of uh, building? Uh, so the building itself is sort of uh, nondescript. It's tucked away, like at the end of a street. You know how, like, they put up, like, lights in, like, lampposts and stuff? It's, like, on the corner that's not very well lit <laughs> so that people <laughs> yeah. don't uh, pay all that much attention uh, when they're out visiting him. The inside of the building is not an organized mess. It's just a straight-out mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I think that you go into the, the shop and there's just piles of, like, bits of, of metal and stuff on every flat surface, including the floor. Mm-hmm. You don't see anyone, but you hear sort of like a muffled voice and um, clanging sounds mm-hmm. from somewhere further back. Right. Are you in there? And there's a thud. And then, a, ah, shit. There oh, my is. head. Yeah, yeah, hang on, hang on. All right. There's, there's more kind of clattering sounds. And then a freak kind of emerges from around a corner, rubbing the, the back of his head. Sorry, I was working on a, a big safe I had on the floor, and I banged my head on the thing, and... Uh. Oh, hey, uh, how's it going? It's going real good. Uh, I have a little bit of a favor. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything for you. <laughs> Man, Good. that really hurt. Hang on a second. Uh-huh. Um, he like goes over to the the counter and like reaches underneath it and uh, comes up with a bottle of something that it just takes a swig straight from and is like, "Oh, uh, you you two want something?" Oh, I'm good for right now. Thanks. No, thank you. He kind of like shoots needle a, a slightly surprised look. He's like, "All right," and takes another swig and puts the bottle back. He's like, 
Okay, I'm good. What can I do for you? I have a few questions for you. Uh, first of all, we're going to be talking about Ashlyn Helker. Ooh. Yeah. All right, you know how to pick them. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got my friend Blair here. The two Hi. of us are going to be doing some good work over an iron hook, helping those who are wrongfully imprisoned. All right, you really do not fuck around with these jobs. I am ambitious. I I mean, there is ambitious, and then there is... Death wish. Whatever the hell this is. Uh, okay. Helker. Iron hook. Mm -hmm. We don't need exact schematics, but if you know anything about the type of locks they use, any weaknesses in the the types of metal, that sort of thing. I mean... The whole point of a Helker lock is that it doesn't have weaknesses. I mean, mm-hmm. but they they do. There's no such yeah. thing as a perfect lock. Of course. I haven't really ever gotten my hands on any of, of her stuff. If, uh, and he kind of like looks at you very thoughtfully and is like, if you were to get me some of her models or prototypes. Bring you back a souvenir. I might be able to just make you some keys. Oh, really? If I've got a lock, I can make a key for it. How much out of the way would it be to get a prototype? Well, Helker keeps them locked up in her safe at her home. In her, it's where she has her workshop, and she makes the best locks in the city. So mm-hmm. you can imagine what security on her place is like. <laughs> oh, it must be bonkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, she uses her own locks on everything. Mm. Bit conceited. You're not going to get a lot of business as a locksmith if you use somebody else's locks, right? That's true. Now, tell me, is she sort of a narcissist, someone easily provoked? Yeah, I mean, she's she's at the top of her game. She's confident and wealthy and feels very secure in her house. So I will say, if you do manage to get in there and take some stuff, like... <laughs> Oh, man, that would kind of ruin her, actually. Now that... Wow, you would ruin her. It would give you a whole lot of business, wouldn't it? It would. I mean, if you bring me prototypes, I like. I was just thinking that if you brought me prototypes of some Helker locks, I can make a mint just selling keys and stuff off of those. I hadn't even thought of... <laughs> oh, Needle, you gotta do this. You gotta do this for me. <laughs> Needle. Alright, I'll get you a Helka lock. Okay? If you answer me one more question. Yeah. Would they be able to do business with the Pharaoh family? Do you think she's that that, that family's on that level? Yeah, he, he kind of like thinks about it for a second. He's like, uh, I mean, if they've got the money to pay up for it, probably. Oh, they've definitely got the money to pay up for it. And he just kind of shrugs and is like, I mean... Yeah, I. She she is not as concerned with you know reputation or family name. She just wants money. to get paid. Yeah, money's yeah. money. Well, that is very informative. Uh, thank you for helping us out. Oh, thank today. thank you because you could potentially be changing my life here. Anything for the old friend. <laughs> he just kind of is like. <laughs> leans his elbow on on the table and puts his chin in his hand and is like staring dreamily off into space (laughs) (laughs) just like oh man i'm gonna be rich i like him he's the best i love him all right come on boy let's leave our friend here to his daydreaming okay 
Bye. See ya. Bye. Have a good theft. Don't yell that. Do you <laughs> really think we have the time for this? Well, your buddy in Ironhook isn't going anywhere, is she? No, I guess not. But I do understand there's a bit of a time crunch. So, we could potentially get it done tonight. Do you really think so? If we move fast, I've got some of my old clothes, we could bring along your friends. You've got a fancy pants type that I could bum along with. Uh, I mean, Minks could probably pull it off. So what's stopping us? I... I mean, aside from common sense. Yeah, but <laughs> did we have that to begin with, really? No. <laughs> I always operate as if that's not even a part of the equation. Exactly. Okay, then I guess we're doing this. Let's just run it by your friends first. <laughs> and yeah, what what are you thinking the plan is going to be? Is there like a party happening or something? Why is a fancy pants needed? Because one rich person showing up uh, for an appointment would be kind of suspicious. and uh, That's true. Mainly because uh, Needle herself, as Devin, is kind of disgraced. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> she uh, needs another rich enough. person there to add credibility. Or a rich-looking person there to add credibility to her. Right. So you're thinking that Needle and Minx go in to meet with her acting like interested clients. Mm-hmm. And like as a distraction, and then Myra and Blair oh, okay. can actually get the locks. Okay. Only if you guys are cool with it, though. Yeah, that no, works. No, that me. works. Let's do the engagement roll. Okay, the one that didn't fly behind the speaker is a one. So let's see what we've got back here. Ah, a four. Okay. Hooray. Okay, so you will be starting in a risky position. What? Uh, what's the? entry point for Blair and Myra? How are you two planning on getting in? That's a good question. That is a good question. Uh, Did we come as, like, assistants of some kind and got left behind in the waiting room? I'm good with that. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you two are, like, bodyguards. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we start with Minx and Needle are, are sitting in a, a very nice study that has a lot of nice wood paneling on the walls, a couple bookshelves with you know a nice mix of books and sort of small sculptures. You two are sitting on, on a couch, and then there's a couple armchairs across from you. And sitting in one of the armchairs is Ashlyn Helker, who is a Severosi woman in her 60s. Um, so dark skin. She's got short, thick hair that has gone completely silver. And she's wearing a very stylish and well-tailored suit, basically. And is, is just kind of, you know, sitting there quietly listening to, to the two of you as, as you have sort of just wrapped up your, your pitch. And not to make this too dry, but in conclusion, as we look at this sub-paragraph of the proposal, I think it will turn out quite profitable for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Myra wrote up this, like, massive legalese document. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so she's, she, she has some, some paper in her hand, and she's just like, well, 
profitable for one of us. I'm really not certain that uh, you understand the value of the locks you're asking after here. I think I understand perfectly. I think uh, having your name attached to such an up-and-coming business would not only provide intrigue and profitability to your name, but would also uh, make you the envy of all sorts of new um, up-and-coming shipping magnates, and they would just be pounding at your door. They already are. I don't need your family's help with my reputation, dear. Well, understand we don't come bearing ultimatums. There is, yeah, I'm, I'm certain we can dig into the numbers a bit. Yeah, we have fairly deep coffers. All right, so I think at this point, because she, she basically feels like you two didn't come here with a serious offer. So you will need to make some kind of social role to persuade her to kind of keep this conversation going. Okay. Um, I think I want to try and hint that, like, we'd be willing to offer more things that we'd prefer not to have in a contract. Okay. A, a simple contract is not the complete descriptor of a relationship between the family and your business. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead and uh, make a roll. What does the devil's bargain here look like? She is a very law and order type. Mm-hmm. Any implication that you would be offering her things illegally mm-hmm. is not going to be met well. Uh, that's risky, but 46 has to be a success, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the devil's bargain. All right. Okay, I got a four Ooh. and a five. <laughs> five. Okay, so you do it, but there's a consequence. I'm trying to think. Maybe she needs to step out of the room to deliberate for a moment. Okay, I think I know what it is. She hears your offer and sort of pages through the contract again and frowns on him. Is like, this is a fairly non-standard contract construction. I'm... Hmm. Give me a moment. I uh, need to look up something uh, elsewhere. Um, please feel free to uh, help yourselves to uh, drink. And she sort of gestures it. Uh, a side table that has like a mm-hmm. uh, pitcher of water and like a bottle of wine. Um, and she's going to step out. Okay. Can I grab some of the wine? Yes. Nope. We follow Helker out into the, the front hall where uh, Blair and Myra have, are, are you two still there or have you snuck off already? I, I like to think we snuck off. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. So we, we follow her out into the hall, and she kind of, like, looks around and frowns and then just strides off somewhere. Um, so where uh, are Blair and Myra right now? I figure that we are sneaking off towards, as near as we can tell, where the safe will be. Yeah, Frake mentioned that it's in her workshop. You're not exactly sure where in the mansion her workshop is, uh, unless you would like to roll a flashback uh, for for somehow obtaining that information or trying to obtain it. I'm trying to think where would we obtained it. Uh, I mean, you could do Blair. You could do a flashback where um, you and Needle went up because you were in the same place where all the blueprints were. So maybe you two just popped up there again if you wanted to do that as a flashback. I will take that. How much? Is that too stress? 
one stress. That's not super outlandish that you would have done that. So you two know that her workshop uh, is in the basement. Okay. And it's accessed through uh, a door kind of towards in, in one of the halls towards the back of the of the house. The two of you are are creeping in that direction. Yeah. And you you get to the door and uh, it is very unsurprisingly locked. We should try to pick it, right? Yeah, oh. might as well. Okay. Uh, it would be Tinker, right? It would be Tinker. This is risky and you have zero effect. Okay. So that means that zero effect means you can't get through this. You can push yourself to increase You can your push yourself take a to get again. reduced effect. So you basically, you have to push yourself if you want to make any impact on this lock at all. Okay, I will push myself, but also devil's bargain? Nope, you can push yourself or you can get a devil's bargain. Sorry, I That's keep okay. forgetting. <laughs> and Myra, uh, if she wants, can help you to get you another die. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Ooh, i got to be careful about my stress on this. <laughs> You are, yeah, risky position, reduced effect, two dice. Got it. You take two stress, Myra takes one. Uh, four. Okay, so there is a a clock to get through this lock, because it's a very difficult lock. All right. And you, at reduced effect, are at one out of six. That's the successful part of this. The consequence is another clock, which is Ashlyn finds you. And that's going to be at one out of four. So basically, now we kind of have a race here. You have to get through this lock, and you're going to have to push yourself every time to get through it. Oh, fuck. That's a lot of stress. How much stress would it cost for me to have come prepared with, like, something that could eat through either the lock or the hinges? Like an acid or something. Let me take a look at the gear to see if you've if there's demolition tools. It could also fall under like unusual weapon <laughs> or um. I definitely influence. get something I would have got off seeks. <laughs> cool. So acid. Yes. So you're gonna need to roll something. Can it be finesse as I do that to try and avoid burning myself with it? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think finesse is probably the, the way to go here. What does so the devil's bargain be... look like? Um, let me think. Can I suggest something? Oh, absolutely. The acid has some kind of arcane implement. It's n- not so much quote-unquote cursed, but there is a cost to using it. Something like that. Oh, I like that. It could even be as simple as, like, it just smells really bad and it's going to give you a headache, so you're going to take, like, level one harm. So I work it at less effect? Yeah. I'll take that. Okay. Fuck me. Oh, no. That was a three. All right. Yeah, so you know how you said you were going to try really hard not to pour this on yourself? You kind of sort of got some acid on your arm. Ew, how bad no. is it? Uh, it's level two harm. It burns and it hurts real bad, yeah. Thing is, I don't have the stress to spare, so I'm just going to have to take the level two harm. Okay. And the, the lock is is not open. The lock is still very locked. <sighs> oh, hell. Oh, okay. So that didn't work. Um, 
Blair, can you try again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you okay? Uh, I'll be fine. We'll deal with it later. Uh, um, okay, if you're sure. Just get to work. Uh-huh. Hmm. All right, and again, in order to make any impact on this, you're going to have to push yourself. <laughs> Three. Okay. Oh, dear. So, yeah. the two of you have been standing at the store for a while. You hear the, the click of a pistol being readied, and then you hear Ashlyn Helker say, Step away from the door, hands in the air, now. So you two are in a desperate position. Back in the study. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ashlyn's been gone for a bit. Yeah. And you you probably can hear, like, you hear her talking in the hall. Okay, I have the bottle of wine in my hand. I'm gonna head on out into the hall and sneak. Go ahead, and uh, it's gonna be risky for you. Okay. Uh, that's a three. Oh, no. <laughs> so you you are creeping towards her. The wine bottle, I assume, kind of ready to strike. Yep. And you step on a floorboard and it creaks really loud. <sighs> and she whips around and fires. Oh no. So. What? <laughs> it's going to be level two harm. <sighs> I think you're going to take a shot in the shoulder. No. Yep, I will take that. Uh, you don't want to roll to resist? Oh, I will resist that. Okay. Six. Okay, so you take no stress. Ooh. And I think you you twist out of the way, and it instead of it just going straight into your shoulder, it, like, grazes along your arm. So, like, now instead of a, a horrible bullet wound through your shoulder, you've got, like, a sexy bicep cut. <gasps> nice. Nice. <laughs> it, it still gives you level one harm. Yeah, but it looks <laughs> It cool. still hurts. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's a very cool injury. Yeah. So she fires at you, and it's just like, I knew this was a setup. This wasn't a, any kind of setup. Can I explain first? Before you shoot my people? I don't know what they were doing. I found your bodyguards pouring acid on the lock to my workshop. It's really hard to find good help these days. You know this. I, I will mention, for Blair and Myra... So the way she's standing, she doesn't have her back to you. She just has kind of turned sideways. Um, but her attention is currently focused on Needle. Mm. So if, if you wanted to do something. You're putting very um, also, bad ideas in my head. Also, Manx, what, what are you up to? I, I'm kind of thinking, because I kind of knew what I was going to do, but then Needle started trying to talk her way out of it. <laughs> so... I wasn't planning to talk my way out of it, and it just happened. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, I think I'm just going to casually, uh, no, not casually, but I'm going to kind of flusteredly hurry out into the hall saying, dear, what, what, what's going on? What, what, why is there a gunshot? What is happening? And I'm going to start, like, fussing over Needle a little bit. <laughs> Miss Helka tried to shoot me. Like, fussing over the wound and just trying to lend credence to this whole ignorance thing. So, are you, are you, we, we could say that you are aiding. Yeah. Okay, so, Needle, you are going to need to make a, a desperate a roll. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, I know, you, you, oh yeah, yeah, you have the special ability. So, it's going to be a desperate roll. Uh-huh. You're going to get a bonus die from Minx helping you sell this, but like... 
<laughs> this is a this is a tough sell yeah. that you had nothing to do with. I'm also pushing myself. Okay. Six. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a Perfect. hell of a roll. I love Excellent. this. Fucking believable. Check. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got to think about how this is gonna. Okay. So she stares at the two of you for a second, uh, and then returns her attention over to Blair and Myra. And points the, the gun at the two of you, and he's like, all right, both of you, into the study. I'm going to hold you there until the blue coats arrive. <laughs> Can I fight her? I mean, if you want, yeah. I'm not. And it's so proud. It's- <laughs> it would have been smarter to fight her while she was focused on the others. I know, that was in my head, but... Okay, if we want to roll this back slightly... I will say that the two of you, while while she is talking to Needle and Manx and is distracted there, if you two would like to jump her, I, then I, you I, can do it. She shot Needle. And and she got <laughs> in the way of our plans. So, yeah, I kind of want to attack her, as bad of an idea as that is. The power of gayness. Do it, yeah. Narratively, I know what I want this to look like, but mechanically, I just don't have anything. Tell, tell me, tell me, tell me narratively, okay. and we'll see what we can work out. I... I want Blair to take one of her jars and break it over the side of her head. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say that's going to skirmish or wreck. Uh, I have one in skirmish, so I guess I have to roll okay. that. Do you still want a devil's bargain? Yeah, what does that look like? <sighs> Glass shards get everywhere. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you cut the shit out of your hand on a broken glass jar. Fuck it, worth it, I accept. Okay, yeah, so that you're going to take level one harm. Okay. Oh. What'd you get? Three. The dice hate us today. <laughs> uh, okay, so you, you falter. Yeah. You can either press on by seizing a risky opportunity, or withdraw and try a different approach. Risky. So you can basically... Tr- okay, <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Should I just roll skirmish again? Yeah, but you you don't the devil's bargain does right. not continue to apply. Okay, I'll so just, it's just just the I'll just one. Roll the one. Oh fuck, two. No, this is bad. Oh <laughs> my god. <sighs> okay, so I think you're gonna end up in a desperate position. You lunge at her and kind of stumble. The glass shatters against the wall and cuts your hand. Mm-hmm. She whips around and you have a gun in your face right uh. now. You're in a desperate position. So, whoever else wants to do something can do something. Blair is about to get shot. Uh, to the face. It's gonna be, yeah, I think that this is just, it's still desperate, because she has a loaded gun pointed at Blair's face. I'm gonna push myself. I got a five. Okay, <laughs> okay. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer severe harm, a serious complication occurs, you have reduced effect. Okay. I'm so stressed out, you guys. Me too. Oh, God. She is now, she's transpowdered. You got her. But there's a dung, 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 dung. Blue coats open up. Dung, 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 dung. Oh, fuck. All right, we can roll with this. We can roll with this. Keep working on that door. What? Keep working on that door. Uh, okay. I promise. It'll be fine. I'm going to toss my fine lockpicks to them. Okay. Blair catches them. Um, I'm also going to hand over a silence potion vial so that they won't be heard while they're doing this. All right. Um, and then I am going to head to the door. I think we're going to start with 
Blair and Myra running back to the door uh-huh. to try and get this lock open. You're you're going to be able to to basically get one attempt before Needle gets to the door. So you'll be able to tick this clock up a little further. What does a double sparkin look like on this? So at present in the city, there's a whole hell of a lot of ghosts that know Blair because of the riot. Right. Some of them still think on Blair favorably. Okay. The ones that have more of their minds. Yay. Some of them just remember Blair and they're not quite sure why. So sometime in this score, a ghost who remembers Blair is going to show up. Done. And I think actually right now, because the door isn't open and there are no immediate immediate threats, this is actually going to be controlled. Six. Okay. You don't have the lock open yet. However, you just need one more success to do it. But while you're doing that, Needle and Minx are opening a door. (laughs) It is about time that you all got here. What I'm picturing is you open the door and like for a second, it looks like the blue coat on the other side is like going to hit you because she's got her like fist up to to keep pounding on it. And so she kind of stops and is like, who the hell are you? What is going on here? I am Devin Farrow. I was meeting with Helka for business reasons and our business meeting got set upon by brigands and thieves and I was shot in the arm. Just dreadful. And then they threw trance powder at Miss Helka, and just left. They jumped out the window through the study. And now they are off doing God knows what. In, in the meantime, I've got a handkerchief to my cheeks like I'm crying and I'm <laughs> resting a hand on her shoulder, just looking distraught. This is again going to be desperate. <laughs> I think a group action. Can we please do it as a group action? Both of you okay. roll however many dice you're rolling. Wow. She got three, that? two, one. Oh no, this is all on me then, isn't it? Push yourself, maybe? Yeah, let's push myself. Four. I think the complication is that they immediately push in to start searching. The blue coat, kind of in the lead, is like, she steps in, forcing the two mm-hmm. of you to move back, and she starts hurting the two of you towards the study. A couple blue coats go to collect Helker, who I think is just sort of like walking in circles in the front hall. And the blue coats are fanning out throughout the house. Blair and Myra, you got to get one success. Do we want to group action this? Maybe is that something we that could do? That would be great. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake! My lower one was four, so my highest was a two. Okay. So the result is a four. So the good news is you get the door open. Oh. Yeah. Okay bad news the bad news you get the lock open right as a pair of blue coats step into the hall and see the two of you no you know what fuck it close the door behind us we'll yep. figure it out yep. <laughs> and no, i mean that's fine you can lock it from the other side that's what i'm saying i'm, right, I'm gonna yeah, lock them out let's lock ourselves in you can hear shouting from the other side of like they're still here get this door open we're so dead we're so dead oh Ah, my heart, my heart. I'm gonna, I'm falling over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so needle, you're trying to just be distracting. Yeah. Uh huh. And I'll aid in that, I guess. Okay. Or do you want to group action it again? Uh, let's group action. Like we just start freaking out and like, oh no, they're still here. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is gonna st- this is gonna be risky for the two of you. I got a six. And I got a four. So, no stress. 
some of the blue coats like start to go towards their the the people who are calling and they like move back towards you so like yeah there are only a couple people actually respond to the the shouting most of them are like trying to to calm the two of you down so blair and myra you two go rushing down the stairs there's uh, a light switch uh, at the bottom, and a bunch of electroplasmic lights crackle and pop to life, revealing a large, like, machinist's workshop. There's bins of, of metal pieces, tons of metalworking equipment. Like, there's some very large machines that have, like, drills and stuff on them. Like, it's, it's very high-end. And set into one of the walls is a uh, a very large safe. See, you're safe in here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the collective sigh. <laughs> Mari, do you want to take a shot at this? Or uh, did one of you say you brought demolition tools? I brought the unusual weapon, but I can have brought demolition tools. I I have not used any of my load, so. I guess we both saw Seeks, though. Yeah, okay, so I'll mark off demo tools, and I'll use two of my load. Yeah, I guess we, we just have to blow the safe, even though that's not going to help our cause. We, uh, we're, we're in the fuck it stage, so. I will say, right now, this is controlled. Two ones. Okay. Oh my god. On controlled, it is you falter. Press on by seizing a risky opportunity, or withdraw and try a different approach. Uh, I think at this point we withdraw. Okay, yeah, so you're going to try something else. I think, like, you start setting up the charges, and then are like, uh, you know, maybe this is a bad idea. All right, so so I guess we're picking this. Uh, it's But because you're withdrawing and trying a different approach, it's still controlled. I got a two. This is just, like, bonkers. I'm buying dice right now. <laughs> you can try it again, but it'll be risky. Uh, it's worth it to try again, I think. I mean, you need the locks. We do, so that's what I'm going to try. Okay, that's better. I got a five. So, uh, Blair, you're like, you're, you're fighting with this lock. You get it open. You open the, the door and you see several neatly stacked boxes that have um, labels on them. And the screaming face of an angry ghost as it lunges for your head. Like it's just kind of coming through the, the wall. <laughs> Straight at you. Oh, dear. Oh, all right. Blair's actual reaction. Yeah, I forgot about you. Hi. I mean, it, it's it's not talking. It is it is lunging for you with the intent on eating your soul. So, like... Can I resist that in any way? Um, yeah, yeah. It'll, it, it will be resolved. And you have iron will to resist ghostly shit. Oh, that's true. So... It would be level three, because it's trying to possess you. So... Yeah, no... <laughs> oh, things got so much worse for me just now, suddenly... What's your highest? My highest is a six. Okay, so you take no stress. Um, and and possession is kind of an either or. So I think you just managed to like, because you've, you've had this happen before. You've had angry ghosts like lunging at you and you just sort of like steal your mind against it and the ghost just passes through you without latching on. Eh, no biggie. Myra, you're now trapped in a room with blue coats outside the door and an angry ghost, so you're probably having a bit of a time. Actually, I think, Myra, you're going to need to roll resolve as well to keep from totally uh, freaking out. 100% definitely going to have to. At least I'm rolling four dice. That's good. I got a six. Okay, so yeah, Myra, you're also just like, 
I will deal with this later. We're just going to pack all these bad feelings away. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what she does. Clutching her spirit bane charm, as she does. So you've got a safe full of locks that I assume you want to grab. Yes. You you have a list of the specific ones you need for Iron Hook, but you could also just take as you know however many. I'd like to make sure that we at least get the ones. That... Oh yeah, yeah. But you can also grab some others. Oh no, I'll will. definitely take some extras while we're here. Okay, so you've got the locks. There's an angry ghost in the room, and there's bluecoats trying to kick down the door upstairs. Uh huh. What is your plan? There's not any secret ways out that we could find with our underground maps. I imagine if there was, we would have just used them to get in. <laughs> well, um, Madge also did, I think it was Madge, did mention the ghost key that Blair I has. Did. That is something I mentioned. Blair, you could try to attune and see if there's any uh, ghostly ways out of here. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, it's going to be risky. Huh, I got a three. I think it's going to be you lose this opportunity. You you attune to the ghost field, um, but the only thing you see in the ghost field is, again, screaming angry ghost that is kind of like circling the two of you because it, it can't possess Blair and Myra's got a spirit bane charm that's keeping it at bay, but it's just like seething. There isn't a way out down here via the, the ghost key. The, the only way out is the way you came in and there's a number of blue coats trying to kick that door down. Minx and Needle, are you two just still trying to, to be distracting? Or is there anything you're... I feel like that's all we can do right now, because we don't know that they've gotten in. Yeah, like, if the door if the door breaks, then we might be forced to do something. Mm-hmm. But I think until then, we're just going to, like, hold up the leader and, like, keep asking her questions and freaking out and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we, we just, like, we briefly cut to the, the two of you just, like, overdramatically sobbing while, like, uh, a blue coat has, like, a notepad and is like, I just, I just need your names. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my report. Like, I just, it's, it's gonna be okay. You're fine. So back to the basement. Okay, then we're gonna have to find another way out of here. Uh... Resources available to you. Uh, demolition tools. Angry ghost. Uh, whatever else you might want to have magic into your pockets. I don't have a good plan. <laughs> so, suggestion. Okay. With the angry ghost. Okay, I was wondering if we could do something with the angry ghost. You could lure the angry ghost to the top of the stairs where it can get through the door to where the blue coats are. I like cool. that. Cool, make a deal with the ghost again. I can do it. Okay, so let's drop back into character maybe. I can talk to the ghost. It's fine. Do you think the ghost would help us? Uh, maybe. If I can calm it down. It's worth a try. Uh, it's still gonna be risky. Ooh. Six. Okay, so what what do you say to the ghost? Well, first I actually want to lure it with some ectoplasm. I feel like the offering of food would be the best way to calm it down. Okay. Yeah, you, you do that. Like, it's it's been circling you, and as soon as you take that out, it just, like, stops right in front of you and is, like, staring and, like, vibrating a little. Hey, I know you're probably hungry. Have some of this. So so here's what I'm picturing, is that it's it's sort of a, it's a glowing sort of goo, kind of, glowing gooey liquid. So I think what what happens is it doesn't, it doesn't actually slurp it up. 
it just sort of like reaches a handout for it and the glow fades out of the ectoplasm and kind of like Ooh. the ghost glows just a teeny bit brighter. You're just left with sort of like inert grayish slime. Okay, better. More. More? I can give you more, but I need you to do a favor for me first if you're cool with that. <sighs> it's, it's listening. It's just very angry. I need you to take care of those blue coats down there, uh, upstairs, at, at the door. Its gaze flicks towards the stairs, and uh-huh. this very upsetting, savage grin spreads across its face, and it's <laughs> finally food. And it surges up the <laughs> stairs, and there's a beat, and then you just hear a lot of screaming. Upstairs, Minx and and needle you you hear screaming and commotion and like three of the blue coats had had gone over to the door come running back screaming oh god he's possessed he's possessed ah, there's oh, ghosts no. and they're like totally losing their shit the other blue coats start freaking out and like drawing weapons and trying to very quickly load electroplasmic shot needle is taking this as her cue to go <laughs> Well, let's just run screaming. I think the, yeah, they won't yeah. blame us. I think us. <laughs> in the general chaos, the two of you can just flee the house in terror. Blair and, and Myra, uh, do you two want to try and head upstairs? Yeah, we should get out of here. Yeah, the two of you are able to like run upstairs, and the the recently possessed blue coat um, has just shot out the back window at the end of this hall and has like jumped out and is running. Um, so you two can also go out that way. <laughs> Myra winces. Can we? I mean, what are we gonna do about that? I, I, I don't know. Better not to think about it right now. Let's just let's run. Okay, we're ready. This is the thing we're doing now. All right, you all make it away, barely. <sighs> Good God. Oh, by the way, I still have the wine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what? The wine that I was offered, I have it still. You've just been clutching oh, a bottle of wine God. this entire time. wine. I'm not giving it up. Oh, How much of Needle's character is just hoarding fine alcohol? More than I would like to admit. God, that's good. All right. So the four of you reconvene at the Hound's Paw. Everyone is at the end of their rope. <laughs> pretty, pretty beat up. But you you got the stuff. Whew. That was messier than I thought it was going to be. It's messier than they usually are. Indeed. But, I mean, we got what we came for. Yeah, at least we got that. It'll make Iron Hook a little easier. Just so long right. as we take a few days to rest, we should be oh, fine yes, for the next one. Oh, yes, we should visit Seeks. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Let's, let's head into downtime. You all kind of immediately after the score dropped off the locks with Frake. Kind of were like, these are the ones we need. Um, he was effervescent with joy and showered money upon you and was talking gleefully about how he's going to destroy Helker. <laughs> so uh, a few days later, like three or four days after this whole thing, you, you all show up at his shop again. He uh, is is working on on some large like metal press machine. When you all come in, he's like, uh, "Just just a second, I'll be there. Just a second. Okay, done." And then um, he he comes over and is like, "Oh, my 
my favorite people in the whole world. Oh, you're just the best. You know that? Needle, you have the best taste in friends. And I'm not <laughs> just saying that because we're friends. It's part of it. Oh, it's... Uh, all right. And he, so he, he goes kind of under his counter and you hear him unlocking a few things and he comes up with uh, a key ring. He's like, all right, oh. these beautiful, beautiful babies right here will get you through every lock in Ironhook. Lovely. He kind of like holds up one of the keys and is like, uh, so I engraved on the side of them kind of what, what sort of locks they go with. So, like, this is sort of the, like, exterior stuff. This is the lower security stuff. This is the high security cells. And, you know, he, he kind of talks you through it. And then he, he hands the ring of keys over and is like, good luck, have fun, be safe, and <laughs> I will buy you all drinks when you get out and tell me about it. Because this is one of the most profitable and cool things I've ever been a part of. It's a date. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpiespodcast. The Magpies Podcast is hosted and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. Blair Culhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at KimDeannaJones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragongirlJosie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash DragongirlJosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. And Needle is played by Madge. Follow her on Twitter at MadgeQuips. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin MacLeod and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. And now we'd like to thank our fantastic Patreon backers. Waning Gibbous Games, thank you. B, thank you. Christopher Knees, thank you. Sorry if I butchered that. Waffles, a.k.a. Mahafe. Thank you. Yay, Waffles! Yay! Yay! Waffles, uh, for for our listeners, Waffles uh, was a guest star uh, as Seeks and will hopefully be returning as Seeks at some point in the future. Very good friend of the show. Yes. Christopher Tate. Thank you. Landers, a.k.a. the mysterious Oneirotect. Thank you. Have met somebody with clearly impressive breaking and entering skills. That it's is not the best. true. And I- <laughs> it may not be the best time for this. Sorry! But- yeah, sorry. <laughs> I love that it. dreamy sigh was just perfect. <laughs> You're adorable. Okay, sorry. Sorry. No, it's fine. We all have to giggle. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back. You guys.